From the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. Join me now. News for Mandy. Yeah, Matt hey, Mandy. Hi. Hey, so the man found dead and half naked in a queen's bird sanctuary was lured there with promises of sex and then slaughtered by members of the vicious MS-13 gang. That's what law enforcement says. 23-year-old Ian Cruz of Far Rockaway was discovered in a Bayswater Point State Park last Friday. Police have arrested four people in the gruesome killing, including an unidentified 13-year-old girl and a 15-year-old boy. Sources say the teenage girl messaged Cruz online and got him to come meet her for a tryst in the woods sometime uh, between the 15th and 16th of December. Instead, he didn't find a, a luscious 13-year-old girl, but a, a group of four gangbangers girl included. Uh, they pumped four rounds of uh, 22 caliber ammunition into his head. I mean, yeah, 22 caliber, that's a pretty light gun. You need to shoot him four times in the head, I guess, but I uh, wonder why they wanted to murder this guy. They believe the foursome used the same uh, femme fatale to ensnare and kill 17-year-old Harold Sermino, also a far away rockaway, uh, who was found fatally shot outside the Five Towns Community Center on Tuesday. So, that's two murders for them. Uh, they think both men were mistaken for rival gang members. Unclear whether they know the girl was 13. <laughs> that does kind of make a difference, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I feel I feel like I have to go on the record saying that a 13-year-old is not luscious. Well, I mean, that's what the... <laughs> I, I, I have to be like uh, Jerry Seinfeld in the uh, Chris Rock... Uh... Hold on, no. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. I uh, think you get all upset about the N-word. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I always thought that, that Louie got away with that, uh, you know, kind of inexplicably. Oh, 100%. You yeah. Know? Uh, but, uh, yeah, because he's definitely not black. He's the most not black guy no. in the world. Uh, police arrested uh, Jonathan Sanchez. It's Jonathan Sanchez, who's 22, uh, along with 18-year-old Carlos Guerrero. And the two teens on Saturday charging them with murder and weapons possession. So, uh, yeah, they've been linked to this bird sanctuary slaying. So this, uh, I guess what this guy thought was that, uh, yeah, um, I'm going to go meet this girl in a bird sanctuary. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be hot. We're going to do some uh, bird watching. Yeah, slang for anal. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, that's uh, I got to join a bird watching club. I'm familiar with the language and, of the streets. And, yeah, the MS13 language. Mm -hmm. uh, the men, uh, the men had been a surly presence uh, presence in the apartment building for a while. Cops say uh, that this guy Elmer Gutierrez, he's 18. He was also collared and hit with weapons possession charges, according to an indictment, which says all five were together in an apartment on Namoki Street, where uh, cops later found 900 rounds. Of twenty-two caliber ammunition. That's a lot of ammo. They they, they intend to kill a lot of dudes. Mm -hmm. uh, the men had been a surly presence in the apartment building for a while, but the girl only started hanging around the apartment about three weeks ago. She's got to be new. She's only thirteen. I ain't but thirteen years old. Was was any uh, birds hurt? No, no, no birds was hurt. Okay, good. I heard she was heavily uh, involved, though. This guy said. That's, is, uh, according to a neighbor, Matthew Woodard. That's a tough 13-year-old. Yeah, I'd say so. I had a paper route then, but nothing like that. Yeah, that's not like luring a guy into the bird sanctuary to, to get his, his head blown death. Off. Yeah, no, nothing. Yeah. So you don't expect a 13-year-old to be caught up in something like that. Mm -mm. Jose Mejia, neighbor of Cruz, he said the dead man, uh, he, he was an El Salvadorian construction worker who was recently kicked out by his mom for drinking and smoking pot. Yeah, oh, man. Get the fuck out. He's just had a string of bad luck. <sighs> the, the shit just keeps happening to this guy. Yeah. First his mom kicks him out. First he smokes all that, you know, weed. It's gone. 
and drinks. Uh, he had problems, according to this guy, Mejia. A lot of drinking, a lot of marijuana. They're talking about uh, Cruz but, here. Cruz but, had a lot of problems. Why didn't he just join MS-13 and get a bunch of new friends? You're talking about Mejia? The guy who was killed. The guy who was killed? Yeah. Why was he killed? I don't think killed? they offered him that option. Because they thought he was a rival gang member for some reason. Uh, who is the rival of MS-13? Uh, well, MS-13, uh, you know what? who the rivals are? I, other gangs and shit, as far as I know. Now, they'll there can be like different branches of MS-13 that'll gang and war with each other. They won't mm. do that inside prison. That's mm. their like, but once they get out again, it's mm. every man for himself. Hmm. They all pay money back to Mexico for mm. the, uh, to the Grand Poobah MS-13 or Who's El that? Salvador or whatever. I, but I think it's Mexico. Hmm. Uh, I suppose ultimately it would be El Chapo. Mm. But El Chapo is, uh, Perhaps not involved with that. I don't know. He's still on trial in, in uh, Brooklyn Supreme Court, I do believe. Uh, well, this guy had a lot of problems with his drinking, a lot of marijuana. And he said he was always with three or four or five people. But I don't know what their business was. See, that's an important thing to say. I don't know their business. I don't know nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't want my name in this. Don't, mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I didn't know how, how like, serious this gang shit was. Until I, and I went out and performed one night, like, uh, in Brentwood, you know, where they have a lot of gang activity. Yeah, I was yeah. really regretful because I, I took it. I mentioned some stuff, but it's <gasps> like, they don't even want it. It's like, don't even talk about that shit. People, sure. they show, they get their heads cut off, you know? Oh, my God. I don't even. Are we going to get our heads cut off? Yes. I don't want that. <sighs> Fuck. They don't even want people to, I mean, like, just from talking about it like this, it's doubtful I'll get my head cut off. But, like, in a public place where Mm -hmm. you have all these people and people know each other, word gets around. I mean, like, they didn't laugh at another fucking thing I said. Oh, really? I mean, they they got really quiet. What did you say? What was the joke you said? I just mentioned, uh, because Trump had been there. Right. And Trump had said, like, when you put them in the car, don't worry about banging their heads. And I was just kind of making reference to it and sort of discussing it. And Uh I didn't have any hard punchlines, which is another problem. I just was, like, trying to say, like, hey, I know where you guys live, and I know Uh I've read about Uh it. But I came off like this, like, uh, you know, complete douchebag. Hey, what's going on here? So you guys have a little gang problem? (laughs) It's like, this isn't uh, the sharks and the jets. Oh, my God. Yeah. It it, it was really a a dumb move, you know. And and even at the time, I was like, it didn't occur to me. But later on, when you realize about how bad this shit is, you know what it was that got me was there was the woman who got, um, she ended up getting run over. She was out there. It was the two-year anniversary of her daughter getting killed right there and so she was trying to put up like a uh, roadside memorial yeah a crowd was gathering to have a candlelight vigil oh. the people who own the house have nothing to do with this okay and so they moved it oh. well the lady the mom became irate <gasps> and then when this woman pulled out uh-huh. uh from the driveway who doesn't even live there she was just like trying to leave a sister or something uh she and her friend, the mom and her, like, I guess, boyfriend or husband, they tried to, like, stop her, and they were, like, banging on her car and stuff, and this lady's freaked out, you know? Mm-hmm. So she, you know, waits for her opportunity, drives off. The lady jumps in front of her and, and is killed, mm-hmm. the mom. So it's two years to the day of her, you know, daughter being found there. Oh, my God. She's killed. And wait, so who ran her over? It was the it was the woman who was just leaving, oh. and they came and, and it the was mother, like an accident. Yeah, okay, it was an accident, yeah. but it was also like an avoidable accident because uh-huh. the mother was really like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, she. I mean, like, 
judging from what you see on the, in the video, now the the news goes, we don't want to show you this because it's very graphic. But uh-huh. I think what it really means, we don't want to show you this because she jumps in front of the fucking car. Because uh, that was the only thing that could have happened. She okay. was so far off to the side. Uh-huh. And then I realized, like, these people didn't want that shit in their yard because they don't want MS-13 going, who's this against us? Who's yeah. got a memorial yeah, out here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't want to be associated with it. Yeah. And I completely get that. And that's something that I guess, you know, they think everybody's supposed to join in their gang, uh, anti-gang shit. Uh, the daughter got killed because she was talking anti-gang shit. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm, like, really scared now. I mean, I'm not blaming the victim here. I mean, I'm just saying, like, that is the reason. That's the stated reason. I think just to be safe, I'm going to get, like, tats all over my face like That's they a good have. thing, just as a precaution. Just as a precaution. <laughs> just as like a safety thing. Three more people, three more men have been charged in the vicious fraternity hazing in violent Brooklyn that left a 45-year-old pledge so badly beaten he wound up in the hospital. 49-year-old Queasy Caps, Selvin Hammock, who's 32, and 31-year-old Hakeem Johnson busted on Tuesday. And uh, you see, apparently, this middle-aged guy was trying to pledge a frat. Mm-hmm. Well, three were hit with assault charges and Hammock faces an additional hazing charge in connection to the bizarre paddle beating of Tory Gates, a proposed member of Omega, uh, Psi Psi Omega, Brooklyn's based Alpha Upsilon chapter. Inside is a Bedlam Crimus and Brownstone. He got paddled right in his fucking Brownstone. Wow. In Bedlam Crimus. A kindergarten uh, teacher, uh, Steve Liverpool, that's 47, and... Uh, Keston Frank, who's 34, who works for the city's Department of Social Services, Human Resources Administration. Now, these two guys have also, they face assault charges and hazing charges in the incident. So that's five guys now. Five guys who had to do with this paddling, who are going to have to face charges with this middle-aged guy getting paddled too hard and put in the hospital. Mm. Assault. Five guys assault. And a paddling, that must have been one hell of a paddling. Oh, yeah. That must have been one of those up-the-butt paddlings. Mm-hmm. That must yeah. have been severe. The guy went to Mount Sinai Hospital for swelling, substantial pain, and bruising about his buttocks, testicles, <sighs> Shit. chest, and back. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he was beaten all over. <laughs> it wasn't like just a spanking. I'm so glad I wasn't in a sorority. I don't know if this shit happens in sroities quite like that. You guys have no, to eat some hot sauce. Are pretty, dick. Yeah, you have to eat some pussy, right? I've seen. I don't. A lot of, I don't know, but I mean, it's I've it's pretty brutal. I have seen a lot of the hazing rituals on on certain sites, <laughs> and um, they look pretty appealing. Actually, I think okay. you might actually enjoy some of them. No, 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 no. Uh, cops say Gates also suffered from. Uh, now, this is something I've never heard of before. A uh, rhabdomyolitis. Rhabdom. Um, Rabdomoy, rabdomyolysis. 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 Basically, a breakdown of muscle tissue and lost the ability to urinate because of the attack. Lost the ability. You don't really think of that as an ability. Yeah. You think of not nothing special. I had a friend who had a problem with whenever she got stressed, she always had to get a uh, fucking catheter. So. When she got stressed, she had to get a catheter. Yeah. She could not urinate. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So oh, I guess she had the same thing. Yeah. That's she what suffered I was from uh rhabdomyolysis. Gates is the uh is the latest in a long line of pledges and Omega members to accuse the organization of improper hazing techniques. At some point in this hazing technique, you're what what how old is the guy? Forty seven? I mean, these guys are old. 
These guys that are charged 49, 32, 31, these are not college kids. 34, uh, the kind, it's a kindergarten teacher who's 47. And uh, this guy, this victim, he's, I think he's in his, did I say his 40s? A 45 year old pledge. At some point in this, why don't you just, can't you just, hey, fuck this. This is ridiculous. Stop. Yeah. Get out of my house, or I'm going to call the police. Yeah. This is ridiculous. You hit my balls, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. I want to be in the frat, but did you guys do this? Really? I don't Fuck know. this. I, I mean, I just, you, anybody who wants to be in a group that bad. But why is there, why are there 45-year-olds joining a frat? That's what I, I don't understand. I cannot figure that out. Why okay. there's like an adult section of the frat. That's very I mean, weird. Not, not that like college students aren't adults, but I mean. Uh, yeah, but like. Vicious fraternity. Old, old ass, yeah. So badly beaten. Uh, I, maybe like some kind of uh, midlife crisis deal. Yeah, well, you maybe it was and, like a reunion or something like that. You know, and like he's going to join it, like oh, uh, oh, oh, he's okay. So because he's mind, a, he's yeah. getting he's, he's a proposed member of Omega Psi Phi Omega's Brooklyn-based Alpha that, ups, that, Upsilon chapter. So that must be a uh, frat for oldies. You know, yeah, it has to be. I guess so. Yeah, I mean, clearly, I yeah. mean, unless they're just all like playing a game, yeah, uh, sex for or something. Now, that, that's <laughs> something to say. So he couldn't piss. He uh, he lost the ability to urinate. I I love to piss. When I need to piss, there's nothing better. Yeah, I like it too. It is, especially if I've been getting some butt, and like everything doesn't come out. You know what I mean? And you gotta like piss the rest of that cum out. That's important. If you've been you're getting some butt, some butt. That's what we you know call it in the street. We're getting some butt. You know what I mean? Some butt. <sighs> Where have you been? I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, some butt. Getting some butt. Piece of ass. Okay. Getting some butt. Getting some butt. I've never heard that. You ever heard that song that goes, I do it in a butt. Yeah. Sexy, sexy. But I thought that was about anal sex. I didn't know that was like regular sex. Well, the song's technically just doing the butt. Doing the butt, yeah. But it sounds like do it in the butt. Mm, okay. And that's what it's intended to sound like, because that's yeah. what they're saying. Uh, yeah, that is about anal sex. Yeah. Do it in the butt. Yeah, but I, just getting some butt is not like that. But it's a so it's a bad example on my part. Okay. But I just want, I thought maybe we could dance a little. <laughs> the latest in a long line of pledges to accuse that organization of improper hazing techniques. You would think after a couple of those, you'd go, "I'm not going to join that fucking fraternity." Oh yeah. What's it take? I'm I'm a grown man. I have a job. I have responsibilities. I can't take a few weeks off trying to learn to piss again. Uh, I can't be paddled by these fucking idiots who keep going overboard. They must... Um, they must hide their Yelp reviews somehow. They must, like, have other things about them that make them really great friends. Alumni oh, have come forward over the years to detail <laughs> alleged horrors that fucking go... It cracks me up when you do not give me a laugh. It is so fucking funny. What could, what could it be? I mean, when you're, when you're fraternity brothers with these guys, of course they're great friends. <laughs> they're going to come, say, to the hospital when you're injured. Right. You know, when they to, injure like, you. Try to talk you out of mm -hmm. suing them. <laughs> uh, horrors that go on inside Omega, which was founded in 1911 at Howard University, Washington, D.C., a historically black college. Well, these these can't be black guys. Are this they? sounds like a very white thing. To I was be doing. gonna say I was imagining them as white. Yeah. I mean, it's it's remarkable if they. I mean, I'm not. 
Let's, I don't want to get yeah, all racial Howard, or nothing, but is, that's, Yeah, Howard is mostly uh, black. And that's where it was founded, yeah, so. Oh. Uh, whatever. It's inside well, AK, Omega. AKA, which is um, the uh, black sorority, they're pretty vicious in their Yeah, they don't hazing. do tattoos. They do branding, I hear. Don't oh, they do AKA does? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I, don't know I, I just, I had, a, I had a friend who joined it, and she. What's um, that stand for? That's a, frater- that's a sorority, though. Yeah, Alpha Cap. Kappa Alpha, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, uh, those Greek names don't really mean anything to me. I never wanted anything to do with one of those. Never. Never was interested. Why not? In, in, in pledging a fraternity. But you're such a joiner. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good point. Yeah. I'm a member of so many civic organizations. You are. Yeah. I'm a member of more now than I ever have been, probably. That's true. Yeah. I'm, except I used to, like, sing in the choir when I was a kid, and I used to, um... You know, I was in Cub Scouts, but and, you weren't. Uh, you weren't uh, joined a few garage bands. You know, really? Oh yeah, That's sexy. Come on, I was. Uh, I had greasy hair, mm-hmm. greasy smile. Love that. I knew I was going places. Uh, you're you're gonna love this next story because it's all about your favorite thing. In the boogie D, a family was busted for hoarding, hoarding a menagerie inside their public housing apartment including two giant snapping turtles, a pair of pigeons, and a possum. That's a lot of animals. That's a nice little menagerie, isn't it? Yeah. And it it ain't a glass one, like that bullshit Tennessee Williams stuff. I do not like this story because hoarding animals makes me want to die. Hoarding? Hearing stories about people who are hoarding animals. Those were were real animals, or they were fake? No, they were real. And I think, think, though, that hoarding is a bit of a... uh, you know, there's a stigma he, attached to that word, and I don't know if they're hoarding them exactly. I mean, hoarding a menagerie inside just because it's a public housing apartment doesn't mean you can't have two giant snapping turtles, a pair of pigeons, <laughs> and a possum. One possum no. is not does not a hoarder make. No. How no. many possums do you have to have before you're hoarding? Two. <laughs> yeah. A minimum of two. Acting on a tip, police raided the Adams houses. Adams, Adams houses. Da 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 da. In the apartment Friday afternoon, and discovered a small zoo's worth of critters. Cramped inside the one bedroom. See, now they're using some fun nouns. Mm-hmm. Critters. Critters. Uh, it's like, this isn't, so, we know not to take this story too seriously. Nobody right. got killed by these turtles. Yeah. Officers hauled out to nearly, how much do you think these turtles weigh? I'm going to go with You're 43 go pounds. 80 pounds. Jesus. Snapping turtles. H. Housed in a 200 gallon tank. A 200 gallon tank inside a housing apartment, housing authority apartment. I mean, the public housing, that's. And they've got a two. How the fuck are they making that happen? Yeah, a two hundred gallon tank. <laughs> Several smaller turtles, a two foot long eel, assorted fish, two pigeons, four finches, a dove, a partridge, That's and hard. a pear tree, <laughs> and a possum kept in a kennel and that, a pit bull. That is just way too many animals. Anytime you have more than four, yeah. it's too many animals. No, you're right. This is getting to be ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, just the, the, the two 80-pound turtles, you're talking about 150 pounds of turtle because this is nearly 80 pounds. So let's round down to 150 pounds of turtle. Mm-hmm. But it's so rewarding to own snapping turtles. Yeah. You know what? You really develop a bond with yeah. them. I don't like those snapping turtles. You know, they're always, you say something like, well, I got to go get the mail. Oh, great. Why don't you just announce it to the press? <laughs> yeah. You know? They, like, got a, hey, they got hey, a lip. You want some coffee? Don't want any fucking coffee! <laughs> Always. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this, 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 this situation is... is I, I can't say it's sad, because these guys like their animals, I'm sure. A two-foot-long eel is also a very rewarding pet. You know? Mm-hmm. 
if you're into eels, assorted fish, two, what do you do? Two pigeons. Who gives a shit about pigeons? I do. It's a big deal. Pigeons are the rats of the sky. They are. They are winged rats of the city. Anybody who touches them should immediately race to the edge of the nearest building and jump off. I had, a bunch, I had a bunch of pigeons land on me one time. No way. Were yeah. you, were you, did you have a lot of crumbs on you? I, no, it was like for a video. It was when I met you. How'd you get the pigeons to land on you? I don't know. There's some guy, pigeon guy or something. It's a gif of me with a bunch of pigeons landing I guess it on is me. a gif to be able to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I hate is when... Uh, is when the donut crumbs gets all over the keyboard. The donut crumbs got all over the keyboard. <laughs> they have watching a the blacklist. Okay, don't say too much. Okay, a dove, sorry. a possum, which is kept in a kennel. Why do you want to keep a possum? Possums are the ugliest animals there are. Maybe they were trying to raise a fighting possum. They also took into custody three humans, <laughs> brothers Richie and Willie Rodriguez. Were they snapping humans? <laughs> and how much How much of the tank did they fill up? Plus Richie's wife, Yesenia Chrysotomo Diaz. Each was slapped with a violation for keeping a uh, prohibited wild animal. They slapped each of them with one violation. Interesting. And charged with acting in a manner injurious to a child because uh, there was an eight-year-old girl there. Richie's, oh, excuse me, six-year-old daughter. Richie's six-year-old daughter, uh, of whom he has partial custody. The snapping turtles have the other part of the custody. <laughs> she sometimes visited the home. Just sometimes visited. That seems like a bit of a stretch to me. Uh, back at his Westchester Avenue home Sunday, and claiming that the charges had been dropped, which officials could not confirm, Richie, 29, insisted he simply had a soft spot for critters. My hobby is my animals, he told the Post. Everyone has a passion. For others, it's drugs and women. For me, it's animals. That's always a good idea. You just put it alongside something much worse. Right. Know? Like uh, For some people, it's like mur murdering and raping babies. Yeah. For me, For it's, me, it's murdering and raping adults. <laughs> okay. I have a hobby. Yeah. It is. Yeah. My hobby is my animals. Rodriguez said that he loves animals so much, he took the possum into his home after finding it injured in a nearby park. Oh, my fucking God. It's a, isn't it extraordinary? how different human impulses can be from one oh, human yeah. to another. I see something like that. I probably turn around the way I was walking and go back to avoid this injured possum. That's because we both had... Bad possum experiences growing up. <laughs> we had uh, childhood... Trauma? Messages, messages that were that it's a brutal world. Anti-possum. Survive. Messages. Right. You know. And this person just... was like, I ain't afraid of no fucking possum. Right. In fact, I'm going to nurse him back down. I feel bad for that possum. He feels sympathy. My brother, one Thanksgiving, we were sitting around eating, and we all looked out the window once. My brother grabs his gun. He goes out, and there's a possum that's approaching the old cat, Roscoe. Mm. And possums, if you see them out in the middle of the day, probably rabid. Mm. They are nocturnal fuckers. If they're out during the day, they've lost their minds, they're rabid, kill them. Oh, my God. Anytime you see a possum out during the day, kill it, leave, whatever. If you've well, got wait, 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 nurse it back to health, then kill it. Well, yeah. Yeah. Depending on your impulses. Yeah. Yeah, you, you got to kill that possum. So he shot him. He took his gun out there and just shot that fucking possum. It was really cool. Crazy. Yeah. And Roscoe went on to live. 
uh, he loves the animal so much. He nursed it back to health over the past few months. He spent months nursing a possum back to health. Is it a job at this point? I mean, uh, <laughs> that's... That's what you do. That's your hey Match.com about me profile. That's just what you do. Yeah. You don't just see a possum injured in the park and leave it there. No. You take it home. Yeah, you want to show that you have priorities. Take it to animal control. Yeah. Call animal control. Right. Take it to animal control. In your what? <laughs> uh, animal care centers. In, in, in a uh, Uber. Yes. You call an Uber and it's like, <laughs> I'm a possum, okay, by the way. <laughs> what? The possum yells, Mustafa? Okay. Um, so as for uh, the Titanic turtles, by the way, all the creatures are in good health, he says. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Taking care of the, of the creatures for the time being. And it, it was, you know, animal care centers, they say, they are all healthy. Thank Christ. You don't want a sick eel. You don't want to have to take care of assorted fish. No. With fish diseases or have been overfed. No. You don't want to deal with a dove with diarrhea. Yeah. A diuretic dove. Or, or a, just even one with bad self-esteem. No. You got to get it like counseling. It's got to sit and talk. Yeah. Talk about his childhood and shit. Right. So was was your mom not kind to you <laughs> when you were a little baby dove? When you were an egg? Take chip, me back. Chip, 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 Do you remember what... <laughs> That'll be $175. He griped that cops seized his decidedly not exotic goldfish. Why did they take my goldfish? As well as his brother's pit bull puppy. You know, the same uh, bullshit at home. They just uh, lumped him in. They're like, we don't know what this is. You don't live with me. Yeah, they were taking snacks and crackers at that point. Everything, yeah. Like going through their taking cold guts. Yeah. Hey, look at this. Like an animal product show version. Butter. Where we don't fuck Animal crackers. Did you know that cheese is supposed to be the most misogynistic, anti-woman, the most sexist thing you can eat? Who has the biggest cunt wife? Anti-feminist thing you can eat cheese why well i'm glad you asked because these cows are raped oh they take them in and they put them in what's called a rape rack or something like that okay and uh they are pumped full of bull semen so that they will grow teats to produce milk which they can use to make cheese oh and that's why on the carton it says like two percent rape yeah. Like 1% rape. Exactly. Yeah. I always go with, I can't believe it's not rape. Yeah, right. Oh, wait, this is cheese we're talking about. Yeah, to that make doesn't cheese. mean, yeah. yeah. Well, good enough. Yeah. Uh, the, this cheese, in order to make it, they have to have a lot of milk. And to have a lot of milk, they have to have a lot of pregnant cows. Sure. And then the, as soon as the teats go away, they fucking jizz them right back up again. That is <laughs> In the brutal. rape rack. And then when they've had a long life of this, then they kill that fucker for beef. Now, so that's That why makes me want to be a vegan. Does it? Yeah, well, that's then that, so mean. that story has done what it was supposed to do. Yeah. Well, I don't think the bull actually fucks her, though. That's the thing. I think they just impregnate it. I don't think they actually, like, just, like, hey, go get her, boys, you know? And then the biggest bull runs in and cruelly I'm going to open, her. like, an organic farm where, like, they get to go out on dates and get to know each other. And, uh, you know. How do you think a cow would survive in the wild? Just, you know, with its wits and its moves. Fucking moo. Yeah. Uh, my teats are swollen and sore. They Please. survived for a long time, didn't they, without humans? 
Well, they're fully domesticated now, I think. Oh. <laughs> Not domesticated. You can't have a pet cow. But I sure like that cow I met down at your brother's. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, the animals. Well, you love that thing licking your hand. And yeah, then it you, felt so creepy. Then you put your face right up against I it. I didn't put my your, face. You totally did. I did not. He licked every inch of your face. Stop. He did not. That's disgusting. And you giggled and giggled. He licked my hand and that's, that's it. Right, that's right. That's okay. right. Okay. And my possibility. <laughs> that was later. It was a big tongue. Yeah. Neighbors shrugged off uh, living a short walk from the wild side. They didn't care. 52-year-old uh, Ramon Rosario, he lives, uh, he himself, he owns two parakeets. He said, everyone in this building has animals. What the fuck? Now, you think of New York City as like this like uh, place where, you know, uh, people don't have any heart. You ever think of it that way? Yeah. A lot of people do. It's known as the big heartless. The big heartless uh, shithole, I've heard it called. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big shithole. Yeah. The big ragu. I've heard it called the big ragu. The big shoe. The big shoe. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you see, like, uh, but. What's his shoe are you? Um, yeah. eh, what are you anyway, trying to get in my head? Story. <laughs> yeah. Listen to this. This is amazing. A, a subway writer uh, found like a shitload of money. In a Chanel bag, which I understand is, like, valuable in itself. We know what happened last week in New Jersey. Remember that Brinks truck spilling cash everywhere? Folks just pocketed. By the way, a Brinks truck spilled cash in New Jersey last week. Amazing. But the man who found that bag yesterday on the Upper West Side of Manhattan turned the money into police. And tonight, cops know who she is. Here's Iowa News reporter Naveen Dhaliwal. You feel good when you do the right thing. Richard Traverna's eye quickly caught the blue Chanel bag on the number one train platform northbound at Lincoln Center yesterday morning. I picked it up just to see if there was, you know, maybe some kind of information, identification inside that, you know, I might be able to um, get in touch with the person. There was a written note in Russian with no MTA agent at the station. He took the purse with him and would investigate later. And when later that night came... Uh, they opened the envelope and there was uh, a big stack of money. $100, $100 bills totaling $10,000. He took a picture of the cash on his table. And as good as it looks, Taverna didn't think twice. He knew the right thing to do was to turn it into the cops. Well, it's not mine, you know, and the right thing to do. You know, somebody, somebody lost $10,000, $10, and obviously they're, you know, they're, they're probably going through a lot of duress. Likely so, and police confirmed that woman lives in Manhattan. And get this, she was on her way to Russia when she lost her purse while she came here to the 20th Precinct to file a report. The same place Taverna left the cash, only making us realize that in this big, busy city, the Christmas spirit is fully alive. I think it's something most people would have done. I mean, I don't really think I did anything, you know, that extraordinary. On the Upper West Side, Naveen Dhaliwal check. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, I would have kept that money. I think uh, the thing is, that's <laughs> different than a guy on the Upper West Side who's comfortable in his life and he's, he's made tons of money. He's like, You're what, right. $10,000? I mean, you know, <laughs> why would I make myself a thief of a $10,000? Right. Uh, that know. is the difference in his financial circumstances. <laughs> yeah, go up to your apartment. It's like, yeah, it's like... Uh, on the Upper West Side. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. God, that's hilarious. That's, that's like $10 to me. I wouldn't become a thief over $10. 
Yeah, you'd be like, I'm going to turn this into the cops. <laughs> I would. <laughs> uh, I found a Velcro wallet from the 80s. With yeah. A $10 bill in it. That was hilarious. And turned it in. Oh, my God. I mean, a Chanel bag. with the, Now, she's going to Russia with all this money. What the hell for? What the hell is she doing Probably to influence the election. Probably. It feels like some kind of... Uh, I just love the female newscaster voice. It just goes to show that even in this city of busy hustle and bustle, the Christmas spirit still exists. I'm Mandy Statmiller for NBC News Live. Back to you, Pat. Three men were killed today. And I, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, there's a certain sound. What is that? What makes that sound? It's a certain kind of non-authentic voice where everything is pronounced in a very exaggerated tone. He has realized that in this big, busy city, big, the busy Christmas city, spirit is fully alive. The Christmas spirit is fully alive. In this big, busy city, the Christmas spirit is fully alive. That's why I used to like Sasha Baron Cohen, like, oh, we learned some things. Parts of it were boring. Parts of it were. <laughs> like, that's so refreshing. Parts of it were boring. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Ollie G, man. Parts of it was boring. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. That's so fucking good. That's great. very authentic. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe this case. He was in Las Vegas doing a show. And he, like, uh, so his character reveals that he like molested a kid. Well, we should watch the uh, his Showtime show because I can't, I can't watch it. Like, it's too... Uh, yeah, cringy, I watch like one cringy. or two. Yeah, I watch one or two. It, well, you I'm know what it is. Cringy. Also, it's also just it's completely it's uh, it's a thing of the past. It's you also know? a thing of the past. It also made people realize the show was a thing of the past. <laughs> Pat, <laughs> that... tastes have changed, and so have the consumers of modern comedy. Back to you, Pat. Yeah, that is brilliant. I love that. I want. I want to have you do some stories. I like just read all the. I'll write it down for you. I'd be happy to do that and read you the stories because the Christmas spirit is alive and well. That's great. Yeah, it's I like that it. fake empath uh, em- empathy. Something we can all agree on. I think that I'm safe in saying that. Yeah, but totally. Obviously, you've got that down. Jesus, how come you're not? doing this for a living i don't know it's like you can totally detect that doing Uh, it for free on the crime report (laughs) new york city crime report well that was a nice guy right there uh 63 year old upper west sider there's like a there's like a forced um morality tale one-liner lesson at the end and um there's a you know, either a, a hero or a villain. You right. Know? There's a there's an opener that has like some sort of contradiction, but something that's different. Yeah, yeah. Some kind that's of, when some kind of shock value. Yeah. That's when he noticed the bag. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But instead of covering his testicles with the money and jerking off all over it as he imagined all the hookers and blow he could get. He decided to go to the police. Just seemed like the right thing to do. You know, I think a lot of people do the same thing. That's a great impression of that guy. Yeah. That's what it's it's always like such a contrast from that voice. Right. When they talk to the person. That'd be hilarious if the person who. Yeah. I found the bag. (laughs) (laughs) 
I thought it was the right thing to do. It just seemed to me that this would prove the Christmas spirit was alive for all of us. A homeless man was busted after he allegedly brutally pummeled an MTA bus driver in Manhattan. Right there where the buildings grow tall. 42-year-old Sharif Pasha had just gotten off the bus on Waterside Plaza in Kipps Bay. Oh, my goodness. Not in Kipps Bay. Not in wealthy Kipps Bay. You know, Kipps Bay is one of the nice neighborhoods in town. Uh, right over there. Is it's it like, for real? It's like Midtown East. Yeah, it's really oh, nice. Oh, I didn't there. know that. I didn't know that was Kipps Bay. Well, there's Kipps Bay and then there's another bay. Uh, and I'm, I'm trying Turtle Bay. Turtle Bay and Kipps Bay are both very nice. This is like that, old money going back to Washington and shit. Oh, it all sounds kind of made up to me. Tudor City. Well, of course it's all made up. That's, well, it can, just depends on if you're buying where, or selling. Can we call where we live like Snapping Turtle Cove? Well, we live in Chelsea, sweetheart. It already has a name. And their neighborhood has a name. It's Kipps Bay. But Midtown East has it. Okay, all right, fine. Well, Midtown East is the broad general, right? But even within, like, say, Chelsea, there could be other little... Uh, Snapping Turtle Cove. Okay. Uh, this is in a Waterside Plaza in Kipps Bay. So it's an even subset of Kipps Bay. So take that shot. 10 p.m. Friday, he walked over to the driver's side window, grabbed the 28-year-old driver, punched him repeatedly in the face and chest, repeatedly times. He bolted from the scene only to be caught about an hour later near the 30th Street Men's Shelter near First Avenue, where he lives. He lives there. He was hit with a felony assault charge. Driver was taken to a local hospital for treatment. The guy's might he's probably trying to get arrested so he doesn't die in the shelter. <laughs> so uh, these shelters yeah. are so rough. I don't know if that particular one is, but uh, people do get killed in them from time to time. And it's not... Uh, breaking news all the time. You know what I mean? It's right. Like, like, oh, this fucker got killed. It's like all the people who fall off the Grand Canyon. Fall off of the Grand Canyon? And fall into it. Oh, and then what happened? They fall into it? Who yeah, does Yeah, a that? lot of people. Really? Every year. Every year? Yeah. How many? I don't know. Hundreds? More than 12. Probably 100,000 a year. <laughs> yeah, it's something It's something like a fifth of the population. It the seems United like it States. would fill up eventually. Yeah, I mean, I know it's a pretty They big... have to empty it out yeah. a couple of times a year. <laughs> they go down with some pitchforks and a dump truck. And just load that fucker up. Well, I mean, you, you don't really hey, think... Hey, Google. Oh, come on now. How many... Oh, never mind. I can't do it. Why not? You can't talk to your Google right now? Hold on. Hold on. Just type it in for a little Hey, time. Google. Quietly. With how it. many people okay. fall into the Grand Canyon every year? Buy our book, Unwifeable, at unwifeablebook.com. CBS News. About 4.5 million people visit the Grand Canyon each year, Four and point. an average of 12 people die there annually, according to park statistics. I called it. I said 12. Die there doesn't mean they fall into it, babe. Some of them die of fucking heart attacks. Some of them die. They come in their pants because the view's so nice. Some of them are murdered. Some of them, uh, they're not all, some of them fall off a donkey, hit their head on a rock. Stop playing with your phone. Give me four more minutes of this. Okay. Texas Texas man falls 350 feet to his death at Grand Canyon. Okay. There you go. I, I didn't disbelieve that it happens. I'm just saying. I didn't even know that that could happen because I thought, now, do you roll down? I didn't know that. It, I thought it was like a big bowl. I didn't know it was like a big drop. It looks like a steep drop. Oh, yeah. It's terrifying. I have never You've never seen been it. there? No. Oh, okay. That's one place. We should go there. I've flown over it. I've never been to it. Yeah. I don't Where like is it, it that anyway? much. Which states is it in? Um, it's like near Vegas. It's before Vegas. So it's in Nevada, Arizona? I think Arizona. Did you know that Reno is further west than Los Angeles? No. It's true. I know. You know what you remind me of right now? Parker Posey. 
Ooh. You're getting all Parker Posey on me. Actually, that's not a compliment. She's kind of a... Fading off into... (laughs) She's... she's... Uh, You make me want to punch you in the face repeatedly in the face and chest. Right. Yeah, that's why I was was realizing, uh, like, oh, that's not a compliment. Sad story here in violent Brooklyn where a priest killed himself inside a church rectory just a couple of weeks before Christmas. Wait, how is it a sad story? Well, because, uh, you know, they... uh, (laughs) You got me there. It's a Thank t- you. The body of that's uh, my new character. Father Patrick Why is Burns. it a sad story, it's- guy? <laughs> okay, well, fuck it. He had slash marks on his left wrist and an empty bottle of uh, the antipsychotic drug Respiridone. Anybody on Respiridone? That's- I don't. I don't want to hear from you. I think a lot. I think a lot of people kill themselves. With antipsychotic drug? No, 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 no. But like because of side effects related to various. Oh, he was mentally ill. Psycho pharmacy. Yeah, I know, I know. But I mean, I just not well. He's psychologically. But if you look for why suicides happen, there's a lot of links between. How do you feel about that? I don't know. Just it's interesting. I've never like gone down the rabbit hole fully, but. Just whenever, whenever there's a bunch of suicides happening, people bring that up as one of the reasons, and it's interesting. As the side effects of their medication. Um, just that you can, yeah, that you can, if you were to do like because a... Because they're not psychotic enough. I don't, I don't know. I mean, just so someone having a bad reaction to, yeah, like if I had a bad reaction to my Zoloft and I was just like... Or like Chantix. Yes, actually. Yeah. I know someone who's used Chantix to quit suicidal smoking, ideation. and he said he felt totally suicidal, but Isn't it was worth crazy? it. Yeah. He felt totally suicidal, but it was worth it. Yeah, to quit smoking, yeah. I mean, when you quit smoking, you already f- you feel more homicidal, usually, than suicidal. Well, I, I, think, I think because you, uh, it's so revolting, it kind of works like um, whatever that, you know, uh, alcohol stuff, thing right. is, yeah. but yeah. That when you drink, you feel like shit. Right. Yeah. It kind of works like that. Is if you my smoke, understanding you feel terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It and makes it wanna, revolting. And then you want to kill yourself because well, you just but, had something revolting. Yeah. I don't know. It just, that's, yeah, it makes you suicidal. It says Burns' death is a tragedy that's in quotes. A, uh, a diocese of Brooklyn spokesman said, spokeswoman. You shouldn't be sarcastic about that kind of thing. It is a. <laughs> Tragedy, right? I guess. Yeah. I would never think he did this. Well, that's the way his story ended. He was a minister at Holy Man's Office of Parish Giving. Now, I'm not trying to close our holiday show here with a downer. Not at all. Yeah, let's do a happy one. Let's do another happy one. Like, uh, oh, look at this. Another family in the Bronx, in the Boogie D. War animals. No, no, no. Happy. No. What's a happy? Oh, I know. Did you hear that story about that guy who found 10 grand? And uh, he already was pretty well off, so he returned the money. Right. To some or, poor Ruski. Did you hear about uh, 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 the guy uh, who plays Bull? <laughs> That's a good one to Got end Jessica on. Jessica Alba's Cherry when she was a What team. a random freaking story. Yeah, Michael Weatherly. Ugh, you see, he God. plays Bull on the weirdest show on television. The most unbelievable show, Bull. I've seen it only because of you. Yeah. You're the only reason I see any TV. I know. You're watching it, and I walk by and go, what the fuck is this? And then I stand and watch it for like 10 minutes without admitting that that like I'm going to be watching it. yeah. And now you, this is the moment you always try to swoop in and go, look at the first the opening of it, you know? And like you want to rewind and, and shit. And then it becomes this thing like where it becomes appointment television, and uh-huh. my shame... 
kicks in, and I, I don't want it that way. I want to just like casually brush by it. Well, I know all about bull. <laughs> this guy is all about picking juries. Yeah. And it's based on Dr. Phil. It's based on Dr. Phil. And can you imagine giving a closing argument so strong, if you were an attorney, <laughs> that they yell bravo at the end of it? No. That's exactly what happened at the end of the NYPD uh, bribery and corruption uh, trial. It was the defense attorney for uh, the, the guy who's defending Grant, Officer Grant. Because this is a, we've seen bad cops. We know New York City. This is not a bad cop here. And he did so well that the juror stood up and said, bravo. Hilarious. Isn't that something? No. That goes to show you that the Christmas spirit <laughs> is alive and well <laughs> in New York. <laughs> yeah. News for Mandy Statmiller. We all want to buy your book and we all want to read it. Oh, yeah. It's you a- should. Yeah. It's uh, And you can read the book at unwifablebook.com. Sounds great. It's perfect for young and old. Yeah, young and old alike, and medium. <laughs> you know, it, it's the people that you don't expect to be talking about. It's been on a number of lists, hasn't it? It has been, yeah. It was um, listed as one of the 10 best books of the year from Elite Daily, and one of the 32 best books we read from pure wow imagine reading 32 books and and one of the most unforgettable books of the year from the new york post and one of the best books of the year from marie claire and uh, romper refinery 29 pride a lot of places my god yeah you're on a ton of lists yeah i'm happy that with has that has to mean something it's got to mean something it's got to it mean it it's does, a hell yeah. of an awesome book and it's out there unwifeablebook.com and it's Jesus Christ, one of the most unforgettable, yeah. one of the best, yeah, one of the most interesting, one of the beep, uh, beep, beep, boop. all those things, yeah. All right, uh, and and also, by the way, if you haven't heard, and I know you heard some of it, you yeah. became very engrossed in it. It was uh, this new podcast. It's brand new. I mean, we're talking like if you want to get onto the ground floor of a podcast, this is the time. Go to crimereport.nyc, and you will see the link to Two Woke Two F. That's the number two, the word woke, the number two, and an F, two woke, two F. And it is essentially stretching the boundaries of what liberal politics can mean. Following all of those assumptions to their logical conclusions, sit back and enjoy the fun. It's very fun. Myself, Seth Barron, if you've been missing Seth on the New York City Crime Report, you can enjoy myself and Seth having extended conversations on two woke, two F really want you to subscribe and i really you don't have to be into anything political or anything like that it's not that kind of deal it's social commentary from a couple of guys who care woke enough to give a fuck can you imagine too woke to fuck too woke to f subscribe on uh you know wherever you get that stuff hey if you don't mind leave a nice five-star rating and a review because shit like that really matters i want it to chart because yeah, I've got my own reasons for that. Sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Crimereport.nyc. Check it out. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Have a great new year if I don't talk to you again. Thank you one more time. News for Mandy Stadmiller on whitebullbook.com. Thank you, Pat Dixon. Thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report. It's been a while since we talked. You know, the same old uh, bullshit at home, you know, uh, you, 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 
you don't live with Mandy's dad Miller, but uh, no, you no, no, Mandy's dad Miller. I've met her. Yeah, we should do one of those wife swap things, not like uh, you like the the TV show version, yeah. you know, where oh, it's where like we, where we don't fuck the wives, right? Where we just like have to take shit from them. Yeah, that'd <laughs> and be we great. see who has to take the most shit. That's what those shows are. Yeah, it's like, who has to who has the biggest cunt wife, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. So the new wife would come in, and she would. Be, the kids were a big deal. So I guess if it's just a dude, it, they don't really ever have it with just a guy. It's that would always, be, like, there's always like because if it was just a guy, it would be there'd be nothing. To, it'd just be like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going out. <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> if like so she's just sitting in the sitting in some other, some other person's house, <laughs> like not cleaning it. Yeah, uh, it would be great if uh, if it was like one guy has got like three kids and the other guy is just <laughs> this like you know fucking yeah, Romeo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's like they swap out. You just fucking <laughs> railing this wife. I'm all be, week. Yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> There's all kinds of permutations you can imagine. Certainly wasn't show. suggesting that for us. Okay, I mean, okay. you know, we would be just, uh, I, I probably have to, um, I don't know. I'm sure I'd have to make some adjustments. You know, I have to walk a dog occasionally. You got a couple of dogs. You'd have to walk the dog sometimes. Um, At my place, you'd have to throw out an occasional dead mouse. <laughs> the dead mouse in my wife's pocket. Today, she like opened up her bag and she's like, oh my God, look what I put in here. And this is in her. Her pocketbook. Oh. It was like a um a piece of pizza, like the crust <laughs> of pizza. <laughs> Did she eat it? No, she threw it out, but obviously she had had a piece of pizza and stuck the crust in her bag. That, like that, I looked in there the other day, there was like a um a biscuit from Popeyes. <laughs> was it in a napkin or something? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, those are good biscuits. Sure. I, I, the only time I look to news or Mandy Statmiller on wifeablebook.com's purse is when uh, she's hidden the medication, uh-huh. <laughs> digging through it. Or uh, it, I actually found myself, uh, there's been times uh, with, with the mismanagement of funds that I'm like, actually, the guy who's digging through his wife's purse to get some money to go buy cigarettes or something. Well, I'm like, you know, that's fair. I, I felt like garbage. I just felt like human garbage. In my house, it's more of a thing. Like, you have to wipe out the, air, the uh, you know, refrigerator, the mini fridge that we have that we try to put food into. And it just, hope you like wet things because we are never going to defrost that thing. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. Never. It's just not going to be done. Right. I'm tired of shit like that. It's like working out. I'm not doing it anymore. I get it. No more defrosting. New York City has been an interesting uh, place for crime lately. We'll talk about that a little later, but I do want to address this. Uh, we have some mail from, it's from England again, uh, oh. but it isn't, uh, it's, it's not our other friend. It's our, it's another friend from no England. Now he has a, I, I've offered this many times. Interpretations, let them rip. Yeah. I can tell you what people thought. Yeah. Who wrote you? Did you, did somebody say something to you? Did, did, did somebody say something confusing via text? Did you right. get an email that was a little bit obscure? I'm the guy who knows. This is the way the email starts. I'm going right into it. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, uh, it says, uh, my, my father used to hang chickens on a line, but that's not important to this story. He okay. says, okay, so I like that. It's a good opening. Uh, he says, but he, and I don't know about hang, hanging chickens on a line. Must Oh, like, I guess if you're at a chicken processing plant, maybe. Oh, yeah, that could be, I guess. Or if you've washed the chickens and you're just drying them naturally. Uh, yeah, I don't he know. Says, but he's recently lost an eye in a blood pressure-related incident, and he's been a bit down lately. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear both things. I'm. They, <laughs> <laughs> are you sure that this isn't related to the chicken thing? What could raise your blood pressure more than hanging chickens on a line? Uh, and and really, when you could, say that, it makes it sound as though 
the blood pressure got so bad that one of the eyes burst. I wonder if, I mean, it was blood pressure related. Does that happen from blood pressure? Like, I'm so mad. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Dad, you got to calm down. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Well, losing an eye would be... um, that would suck. Certainly something that I can see why he's a bit down. That is a, yeah. that is a drag. Wondered what your interpretation on this would be and what you'd suggest to keep your spirits up if you spontaneously lost an eye. Uh, all the best. Jack from Norwich, England. P.S. Love the show. Wait, that's the whole thing? It's not one of these lengthy missives like we've gotten. I just don't even understand what he's asking. Well, My I dad see, used to hang chickens on a line. Not then important. He lost, then he lost. That's not important. Then he lost an eye from blood pressure. Also not important. Oh, no, that want, is important. That is. Important. I just wonder what you think. Uh, he wants my interpretation of this. My interpretation of that is that, um, well, okay, I don't know how old Jack is, but your dad is at least 40, probably much older. But does that, did he lose it from, like, it, Like the blood pressure was too high or too low? I mean, I guess I could Google uh, Jack's dad's uh, blood pressure related incident and find the Wikipedia page for it. And and I I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know. Are you telling me that it's medically impossible to lose an eye due to blood pressure? No, I've just never heard of it. And I don't know what it means. Does it mean that it was too high or too low? I would think high. I mean, like low blood blood pressure is bad because uh, I, I, I don't know anything about blood pressure. But it's I do know that it's bad. Yeah. But it's but it's not as common as high blood pressure, which is when right. you have a lot of like uh often it can be caused by diet. Yeah. You have things in your arteries, yeah, clogging it. Uh so my interpretation of that would be uh, you know, I'm not a physician, neither is Seth. We don't have a lot of details which could be pertinent. Uh and uh, you know, was, we wish was him the this best. guy drunk when he wrote the email. Well, I think that like some people might not know what interpretation really means, you know. Mm. Maybe they think it means solution or um, empathy, you know, or something like that. Oh, some sure. Sort of, uh, but, but which obviously anybody who has that kind of a... I'm just focusing on now, forget the blood pressure, yeah. the loss of the eye. He also wants to know what we would, what, if you lost an eye. Well, you should know about this because your uh, father-in-law lost an eye. Oh, he lost, my father-in-law, yeah, he lost he both lost eyes. More than an eye. Yeah, and most of his face uh, shot in Vietnam uh, by uh, AK-47, two bullets, and they really did a number on his face. You look at him now, it's like, uh, it's like some kind of a... Can't he see a little bit? Well, he's got 5% vision, I think. In one eye. It's just tantalizing. Uh, I don't know, I guess, in one eye. I don't know. But he's, he lost his uh, sense of taste, I think. All right. Huh. It seems like a sense of smell. Oh. He's, you know, because, I mean, like, uh, they had to reconstruct his face. He went through a lot of surgery. Uh, and uh, you I, know, saw, he, I saw a picture of him. Yeah, he's. Uh, you can find those. He, because um, he's a motivational speaker. And, of course, Mandy... Used to, when we first started hanging out, she'd find a way to bring him into every conversation. Really? So I guess I would recommend that. Bring him up and bring your dad into, into every conversation. This I thing, don't stop talking about it. Just just repeat it until people are like, wow, okay, does this guy speak professionally? And then maybe this guy could launch a career as like a motivational speaker, as a... Uh, oh, it says here, high blood pressure can damage the vessels supplying blood to your retina, causing retinopathy. This is a condition in which blocked blood flow damages the optic nerve. 
It can kill nerve cells in your eyes, which may cause bleeding within your eye or vision loss. Mm. Well, that sounds like a shame. I mean, that sounds horrible. Uh, what I suggest for this guy, the writer, is that he limit his salt intake. Because these things can be hereditary. Yes, and salt intake is not good for blood pressure. Maybe watch the uh, greasy foods, the fried foods. Yeah, watch. don't eat too much um, fish and chips. Yeah, uh, that's that's what that's all they eat in England. Though. They can't watch that. That's what they have to eat. Well, they eat like a lot of curries and stuff, too. Well. <laughs> Certain of them, but a lot um, of uh, no, sardines. No, Those yeah. are very salty. Lay off the sardines. Lay off you, the sardines. You probably um, eat a lot of salt. Try uh, sardines. To meditate. Take nice walks. Keep yourself calm. And and you don't have to make a big thing out of it. No more than three hours of meditation a day. Yeah. N- limit yourself to that. In fact, yeah. uh, unless um, you really need it, then go for. Maybe don't work in a chicken plant. Don't don't hang chickens on a line unless you have to. And I found that that's a rule that most people will naturally follow. <laughs> yeah. You know they're. It's 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 not a recreational thing. Most people don't recreationally hang the chicken. So I'm sure it was as part of some sort of a job or chore, maybe as a child. Probably. Oh yeah, maybe look up hanging chickens on a line. That's, That's what a, I'm doing. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. To see if it's maybe a um, kind of chicken capital punishment or something, or or a if torture. it's like an English um, aphorism or like, oh right you know, slang for something. Oh well, yeah, it really means turn tricks or something, or uh, right. It's it maybe maybe it's their version of uh, chicken caporis. It seems to be just actually what they do in p- poultry processing plants. That was my first guess, you know. And nothing. And I'll say this about it. He says it's not important to the story. Well, I'm not coming. I'm sorry, I'll come. That chicken processing plants are among the most unpleasant places to work. Looks like it. Those places smell. I mean, I now I've never smelled it personally, but there was once a guy I knew who worked in one, his name was Eddie Suits. Okay. Eddie Suits was uh, a guy who, one time he painted, uh, I, I had some uh, oral surgery, right? And so I had a few pills. He once painted my entire interior of my home for the pills. Uh, he is rumored to have eaten a dog once because he was hungry and, um, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know? So, like, he said that the smell broke the night into okay i mean it's just that what a, he said? yeah it <laughs> was very uh, poetic it was irrationally because you have feathers they boil the chickens to make the feathers come out that's how they get the feathers out is they just boil them a al- I mean, not alive but you know yeah. by law most poultry plants can run their processing lines at 140 birds per minute why would there be a law regulating production like that well because they want to make sure that the chicken, you know, like obviously the chicken plant wants to run them as fast as possible. Uh, sure, yeah, why not? Because, you know, it has to do with like whatever processing they're doing, like cutting them open, cleaning out the guts. But if you can do 200 chickens. Well, I guess then certain safety factors might be. Um, Seems like if you could add enough lost. employees and enough, you know, but whatever. I, is that per line? Or per On the line itself, one employee can process more than fourteen thousand chickens each day. Jesus, and well, there's thousand. As, oh, as line speed increases, safety decreases. Oh, oh, so risk of injury, including serious and bloody cuts and amputations. Say, Dalton, Georgia has more chicken processing plants than anywhere else I know, and 
It is filled with Mexicans right. who will do that job for probably less, <laughs> sure, and much more willingly. And God bless them. They, you know, but uh, they they make that chicken business. Faster hum. line speeds also mean less time for federal meat inspectors and quality control workers to do their jobs. Oh, let alone the kosher inspector who has to come by and prey on all these chickens. Well, the kosher inspector doesn't prey on the doesn't prey over the chickens once they're dead. Um, but he will inspect them to make sure that they're. Uh, he has to bless them. Diseased. I mean, if he doesn't, he has to bless them, and he has to draw a little K on them. He has to sign each and every one. I thought. I guess so. Maybe. Um, so, uh, so what would you do to stay, you know, to lift your spirits if you lost an eye? Me? What do you suggest? I mean, like I, that was the way or it was to phrased. Lift his dad's spirits. Well, he's, what he said is, uh, what what you'd suggest to keep your spirits up. If you spontaneously lost an eye. So oh, I guess that means one oh, in general, but yeah, how would you? Um, listen to uh, New York City Crime Report. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, listen it's, to it's really funny, po- listen to good comedy podcasts. There are so few. But listen to Pat's. Listen to Too Woke to, that's a new Too one that I heard that was like fuck. really pretty good. It's very, oh yeah, that, those guys are nuts. They're like totally crazy. I've never heard anybody, they're so liberal that they offend liberals. They're, they're ludicrous. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's worth checking out just, just for um, the experience too woke yeah, just to fuck. I, I don't know what else this guy could do. I mean, I guess like, I guess if his dad feels really bad about his eye, um, that's too bad. Well, avoid, um, things that will remind you of your lack of depth perception, like playing yeah. ping pong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, 3D movies. 3D movies Skip are it. out. Yeah. Um, maybe, uh, you know, uh, try to, you know, look at the world in a more one-eyed way. Like, uh, yeah. you know, I would suggest that, um, you know, maybe encourage your friends and loved ones to assign you funny nicknames like Cyclops, mm-hmm. uh, you know, one-eyed snake. And remember, in La Tierra de los Ciegos, el Puerto es Rey. Okay, one more time. My Spanish is poor. En La Tierra del Ciegos, el Puerto es Rey. In the land of so the blind, yes. the one-eyed man is king. Yes. His yeah. dad is now a Tuerto. I, I, I felt bad about having one eye until I met a man with only one ball. Yeah. He didn't lose a testicle. I had a friend who lost a testicle. I, I, I think it's not supposed to change anything if you lose a testicle, but it puts you on edge about, about that second one testicle. One, yeah. yeah, you start to protect it like uh, oh boy, some kind of Faberge egg. Yeah. And I'm careless with my balls. I don't know about you, but I just like, I like to be, you know, I've got two, I've got a spare. So, I, you know, I'm, I my way of thinking was like, hey, you know what, if I need to... You know, if I'm hammering or something like that, yeah, like I will, I'll, I'll kind of put my balls up next to, yes, you know, because it's definitely. just like it's a more comfortable hammering. Like when position. I'm working on the, when I'm working on, um, with my jigsaw or my butt, like with my saws, uh, yes, yeah, table saw. Uh huh. Like sometimes my balls are like dang, like I, sometimes I get a, you have to get above the, um, above the saw. <laughs> yeah, it's almost harder to put them in danger in that case, you know. But she's like, yeah, I'm doing it, you know, because yeah, it's. Uh, Actually, I one, yeah, I mean, imagine if you were doing that and it, the, the saw kind of like, like, like in the James Bond movie, and it kind of split your scrotum, mm. and then your balls were sort of separated. Well, yeah, they're already separate. But then if, like, there was, like, a cut 
between them. In fact, if they grow together, that's a bit of an issue. Yeah, it is, right? If you, What if they did grow together? That would feel terrible. But you can't switch them around because your vast deference oh, will please. fucking... Oh, fucking... You know what? <laughs> Thinking about that just shows you easy. Well, I'd rather um, think about the one-eyed guy. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> that's almost not as bad. One ball... I, it, you're right. It is. It's not, and it depends on your age too. At a certain age, you're giving up a certain amount of what you have. Like I, my neck has hurt. I slept on a plane wrong, yeah. and my neck has hurt since. Okay, that was in 2012. Okay, and uh, you know you, you're in constant pain. Uh, you know I, the reason I stay married to, to Newsroom Andy Stadmill or Unwifeable.com is because I know that when the time comes, she'll be she's six two. She's pretty strong. She can carry me to the tub. <laughs> And I like, that's how you, you start to think of your wife in terms of, will she be squeamish when I shit the, the tub and yeah, you know, stuff? You know, right, I, right. I, I will be a deranged, drooling. Uh, look, we're all going there. And it's just, you know, that's a visible rep- And I can see why that would make you kind of down. Okay, but, you know, I, I refer you to the uh, 2001 movie, The Man Who Wasn't There. And when he's sitting in the electric chair at the end of that movie um, and you don't get a spoiler alert on a fucking 17 year old movie sorry Coen Brothers movie and he's going through his you know thinking about his life he's like, I'm not afraid to find out what's on the other side you know maybe even and his, his, his wife had previously committed suicide in the movie very uplifting I've never seen this movie yeah it's, it's uh, very good actually you know I talked about this movie on a podcast uh, cinema 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 apocalypse oh uh, and uh, that should that's up. Cinema Apocalypse. Check that out. In fact, you know what? Subscribe to that show, Cinema Apocalypse. It's available on iTunes. Great show. Just subscribe to it. I'm on the latest episode and uh, worth hearing. Okay, so check it out. Those guys are great. They're in Boston and they just talk about movies. And then we talked about oh. this movie. We talked about a bunch of stuff. But I was a Skype guest, but it's still a good episode. It's great. Yeah, also, like a movie. Uh, great Trump impersonator. Uh, making podcasting great again. That's another one. So if you want to check that out, and you know, do. But I guess in summary, just to uh, you know, settle this up, the rest of this for uh, uh, Jack in Norwich, England. Do you Jack? know anything about Norwich? No, not a thing. Well, okay. Look hope up. we helped you there, Jack. Uh, Norwich. I just want to look it up real quick and just see what kind of a place this is. Norwich, England. I hate to hear that about your dad. It's so hard to... Uh, you know, my dad's 80s. He's in his 80s. And he's... You know what? He he hasn't lost his... He, he hasn't lost his vision, but he has lost um, all desire to speak to me. Mm. So... I would say that if your dad's more willing to hang out now, maybe it'll bring you together. Yeah. Not to suggest that he ever wasn't, you know, but he sounds like a great guy, I'm sure, uh, that he is uh, fun to hang with. And maybe uh, get him laid. That'd be a good idea. Sure. Get him laid. Succumb to the temptations of the flesh. Uh, Anything that makes you feel good, do it. Uh, And uh, let's see, he's going to be wearing an eye patch, I guess. Maybe get something decorative and festive as an eye patch. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like something that looks like an another uh, eye, eye, but drawn a on. Of an eye, yeah. That would be That'd great. That would be hilarious. <laughs> that would be pretty good. And uh, you could even have a few, you know? So maybe come get him a, a, make your own eye patches. Just decorate ones that you buy. Say, like, look, yeah. I made you a new eye patch. It's another. And you know what? He's probably got a good sense of humor. Uh Take my advice. Ignore it if he has a bad sense of humor. At least you'll get a laugh out of it. Population of Norwich, 213,166, according to 2011 census. Uh, most complete medieval city in the UK. Uh, 
including cobbled streets such as Elm Hill, Timber Hill, and they have a street called Tombland. So this is a cheerful place. It's already oh. a cheerful ass place. Oh, the coordinates, you don't need those. East of England is the region. Yeah. And it's uh, it was founded. You want you know when this you want to take a guess on when this place was founded? Like uh 830 AD. Close. 43. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this, this town was founded in double digits. Yeah. That's before cool. it even got up to tr- well, like, you know, that Ro- is, Roman Britain, Roman Britain. Imagine that they just started counting the years. I mean, we're up to year 43 now. Wow, how about that? Well, I don't think they called it back then 43. Oh, no. It was probably called like uh well, XVVV, you know, or XXXX. No, no, no. Because X, they, X, were, they would X, name things X. by, like, whoever oh. the emperor was and what year of his reign it was. So it was like... Oh. It's the year uh, of Caesar again. Know, yeah, Augustus Caesar 12 or whatever. Oh, okay. Well, oh, that's even weirder. The government type there is a non-metropolitan district council. That's the last fact you get. Because it's the, the MPs, Clive... Lewis and Chloe Smith. Pretty much. So, listen, Jack, thanks for the uh, for the email. I do appreciate it. Jack in Norwich, England, and uh, we'll be right back. And thank you, Seth. Oh, yeah, no problem, Pat. But instead of covering his testicles with the money and jerking off all over it as he imagined all the hookers and blow he could get, he decided to go to the police. It just seemed to me that this would prove the Christmas spirit was alive for all of us. 